Hello and welcome to the 87th episode of the Whispers in the Dark podcast. It's been a good bit since the last episode in which we talked about Konami, but today's episode we're going to talk about a very personal, at least to me, Kyle, I believe, personal for you as well, topic about uh, mental illness portrayal in horror games, uh, maybe even films, we might even touch upon that, and how a lot of the times it's not portrayed correctly. A lot of these games or films decide to demonize it and make it look like it's this scary thing that should be hidden, that you should be ashamed of if you personally feel like you have problems that you're afraid to get help with. And sometimes games just exacerbate the problem by going, look, scary people, they have something, something. Be afraid of them. So we're going to talk about that. And, uh, yeah. Hello, mm-hmm. Kyle. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> so I know this is a... Uh, a topic that we both have like personal attachment to. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to get your thoughts since you wrote the article, uh, "Calculated Infinity" on our site about mental illness and horror. So would you like to kick it off with what you think, how it is overall with games and films, the overall portrayal of mental illness, and what does it need to do to improve? Um, well, I'll just focus on games because movies do this better than video games. Um, video games are almost always, or horror games, we'll just stay with horror games. Yeah. Um, uh, they're always just the very stereotypical, um, the way they do. Basically, what a, a video game does is they'll say uh, people with mental illness are scary. Um, mm-hmm. Not not the mental illness is scary, because no one, let, let's be clear here, no one wants mental illness. Like, no one, we're not trying to say it's a beautiful thing and and, and it's just misunderstood. No, it's it's terrible. Anyone that has any sort of mental illness will agree. But the, the problem is that all of these games, um, or 99% of them, are just like, Oh, the here's crazy person. Um, aren't they scary? Don't aren't hospitals scary? Aren't hot padded rooms scary? Aren't they, they're going to eat your face? And well, someone with depression is going to shove an axe in your forehead. Um, it's all just like the same shitty uh, fucking. I'm sorry, this really pisses me off. The same yeah. cliched bullshit. That's first of all, it's not scary. No, who's scared of? No one's scared of like the mental asylums, like that that us that setting anymore. Like in even games as recent as The Evil Within and Outlast, which are only like you know one or two years old, uh, respectively, are doing the same things. Or it's just here's crazy person. They are going to eat your face because they're so, they caught the I'm a scary crazy person disease, and that you know that it, basically what it does is it just when in media. People talk about representation in games a lot these days, but like in media, when the only thing you see of mental illness is it's going to make it so you're an axe murderer, um, it's not very good for people that do have it because it makes them feel like they they don't want to admit that they have something or they don't want to look into it because they don't want people to treat them differently. And another reason why it sucks is because when all when someone who doesn't have you know, depression, anxiety, OCD, whatever, etc. They look at it, they don't, first of all, you, they you don't can't understand, understand it. it. Yeah, they don't so. understand it. Like, first of all, I'll say you can't really understand something like depression or something unless you have it. And right. That's not really a slight, it's just how it is. Um, no, it's, it's absolutely true. Speaking to friends of people, I've explained my personal anxiety issues to some people, and they, who, when they, if they don't share that, 
if they're not a person who's prone to anxiety, they just cannot comprehend how what someone it? could be sensitive or overly sensitive to to stressors and how there's just like that feeling of underlying dread and they cannot possibly it's it's very strange i mean i've had this conversation with uh, these two friends they're like they were completely understanding that it exists and I, when i was trying to explain to them but they couldn't relate to it and i feel like when you see something in media say hey this is how these people are going to do things it's like oh so that's how it works and they just don't actually hear from the right sources they're informed from the absolutely wrong sources because whatever the sources are trying to say is doing it for the sake of entertainment or in this case scare value yeah it's just a really shallow way of looking at it um i think it's i think any developer that takes part in that whole those tropes is first of all really uncreative because no one's scared of mental asylums in video games anymore no one um, I didn't think Outlast was the least bit scary. I rolled my eyes constantly at The Evil Within. And there's tons of examples besides that. I just, those are what's coming to mind immediately. Because, like, I remember even when I was still a teenager and, like, uh, what was that game? The Suffering came out and it's, yes. like, the exact same thing. And it, and that was, what, 12 years, 11 years ago, whatever, and they're still doing it. Yeah. It's all, it's, it's just so, it's such a lack of creativity. Um, the thing is, and and I don't know why the people still fall on that. Like, I guess it still happens even in film, and film's been doing it forever. But I feel like in movies, it's more interesting. Like, they're never overt with it. Like, for example, like the movie The Babadook is. Yes. That's that's basically a movie about mental illness. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Um, it's very disturbing at times. Um, whether it's whether it's as bad as a video game or better, I would, I don't know. That that's an entirely different thing. But my my point is, is it, w- it was different than it wasn't just like here's a movie about crazy people eating faces. I don't know. It's just like it's just the same. Like I always say, eating faces because that's just what mental illness is portrayed as in every video game. Like ninety, Mon- like, yeah. it's just it it turn. It's like they might as well be zombies. They might as well have the umbrella inject them with the T virus. They're just zombies that eat people. And it's just like, it's, it's so boring. Like, like get some creativity. Like you, you spend like, especially, you know, evil within's case, just like you spend millions of dollars to make this game and you're just doing something that we've all seen a thousand fucking times already. It's it, first of all, it's, it's shitty. Cause, cause you know, like I have anxiety and like, I remember like the first time I like, explain to people like you still get it now it's just like they're like oh you just gotta stay positive yeah oh, you no, gotta no. it's and it, it's, it's like, like telling someone with a broken arm to just think just that it's over not it. get over it yeah it's like no i'm sorry this see your think, your levels are completely different your perception your uh, uh your meter i usually imagine it as a meter it's like whereas this thing would give you five points of stress it would give me 50 because this is how i am wired physically not emotionally physically there is this issue people don't get it uh like people think that i think a part of it's also because of like nomenclature i don't know that's actually probably not the right word to use but like people say something makes them anxious or they have anxiety like because i remember like something something used to tell me in high school was if you got nervous for a test you got test anxiety it's like 
it wasn't test anxiety. It wasn't anxiety at all. You're just fucking nervous because it was a test. Yeah. Um, it's not the same thing at all. Um, yeah, people throw around uh, anxiety and depression a lot very casually. Like, oh, I, I was depressed today because I forgot my phone. Like, no, no, you weren't depressed today. You, you were just sad. You, you were sad. Yes. Yeah, it, it's a difference. Like, um, like just like I, I always in my the the article I wrote last November, like I used the the example the first time I had a really bad anxiety attack, and I didn't even because at the time I hadn't been diagnosed or anything. I just was like, uh, there was a pop in my ear, like the sound when you like. I should say that this stuff is like potentially anyone that has anxiety is kind of triggerish, so. Skip ahead if you don't want to listen to it, but anyways, there was like this, I was driving, and I remember there was this loud pop in my left ear, and it was like if someone like walked up beside you and like, you know, it's like if a loud sound goes off and your ear like rings and you can't hear anything out of it, and I was like, oh, that was weird, and then my heart started beating really fast, I'm like, what the fuck's going on, so I went home, and I tried to sleep, and like that feeling you have when you like sit on your foot improperly, and like Mm -hmm. the blood isn't getting to it, and it gets all tingly, um that was like happening all over my body and then like i was going cold and i started pacing around to try and like relax and then i like started hyperventilating and i'm like what the fuck is happening so i called an ambulance and basically what i thought was happening is i literally felt like i was dying um like i thought it was like a heart attack or something or like i i thought it was i thought it was something physical Mm -hmm. something that you know, maybe I ate something shitty or who knows, you know, I thought something caused it. My point of bringing this story up is uh, when it's a chemical imbalance, like mental illness is a science, um, just like breaking your arm, you know, like that's a physical, you know, it's caused by chemical imbalances, which could be, you know, shitty things in your life. You're, you're not getting Diet, the right genetics. things. Any, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. My point is, is that when someone has anxiety or depression, it's not just, oh, they're sad or, oh, they're nervous. It's like, it's not that at all. It's like, it can be like, like I said, I thought I was having like a fucking heart attack. And because I didn't know that, you know, when I, to tie this in at the beginning of the podcast, I said, uh, you, you can't really understand mental illness fully unless you have it, which is not to say like, you can't be empathetic or try to understand it. It's just right. like, it's something you literally can't like, because like I said, I thought it was having a heart attack and then and then if they eventually figured out it was an anxiety attack i'm like oh okay whatever well not whatever but um like we discussed the other day also there are varied varied degrees of uh even it's like the same uh disorder whether it be anxiety or depression there are varied degrees of how people have it how people are responsive to receiving help and just their actual symptoms it's very very different and whether you know someone who has uh, anxiety. Let's say one of us have anxiety, and we're trying to talk to someone else who has, who has anxiety. It's still going to be a hassle trying to help or reach that person because it's different for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. We should clarify. Like, even like I think I got a pretty easy. Like, I can deal with my anxiety. Sometimes I have to take medication. Not always. Um, uh, but like I can like go exercise, and that helps it a lot. Yeah. Whereas. Um, whereas like something like, you know, if someone has OCD, that's a totally different thing. Like it's important to remember also, if you have 
a form of mental illness that yours isn't going to be exactly the same as another person's like depression's not the exact same as OCD, you know, et cetera. Um, so that's why when these games are just, these people are crazy. It just, yeah, it's just really silly. I wanted to bring it back to, um, asylums because the idea for this episode came to me when it was this uh, news post I put up for this game called the town of light. Now, it takes place in a mental asylum, but it, it's very much aware of how that setting is perceived and displayed in horror, and how it's usually the people and the setting itself that's the thing that's supposed to scare you. But this one actually talks about how, well, supposedly, it talks about how the misunderstanding of mental illness is the horror of the game, because this is taking place in, like, the 1940s, and the doctors had very heinous forms of medication and treatment for people who had maybe something like depression, and they go, okay, let's electroshock them. Let's um, not completely understand this and just lock them up or lobotomize them. So I thought that was an interesting turn that is not being about the people being the frightening thing, but the misunderstanding of those people as the actual scare factor of it. And I, the game is on Greenlight right now. I don't know if it's going to achieve what it says it's doing, but I thought that was a really interesting turn from something, like we mentioned earlier, the within or Outlast, in which you were there and you were basically afraid of this, of the crazy people. The crazy people were the things that terrified you. You had a crazy doctor who was just that was his that was his his theme. He was he was crazy. He he's literally gonna, cut off his skin because gonna, he was crazy. He's gonna strap you to a chair and chop off your fingers or whatever. Yep. And then they had um, another one who was he was crazy. He was going to cut off your body parts and rape you. That's what they, they did. And there, yeah, there was another. Are you talking? Was that another doctor? I haven't played the game in a while. He's he was a patient. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, we're thinking of the same guy. Yeah, it's it's just like this idea that if you have, because it's really shitty for also for people that have you know far more extreme cases of mental illness. Like, you know, if someone's in an asylum or a mental hospital, like it doesn't mean like they just they have problems. It doesn't mean they want to like saw off your arm. Yeah, like it's so like you, you want to talk about dangerous people? Go walk around certain parts of a big city and worry about people in a hospital. Like they're there to get help. Yeah, you, you don't have to like mock them. It really is like, um, for the whole like zombie face eaters thing, it, it almost is like the equivalent of what blackface is for people with mental illness it's just a very exaggerated very hurtful very shitty very cowardly way of portraying people and especially it's it's just so ridiculous that we're in 2015 and these games are still coming out and they're still popular um cuz like you know if there if there's an outlast 2 and we're in a hospital yeah. again and I'm like well I'm out um like I won't even play it I won't play it at all um uh, so it's just, it's just so lazy. Like, you know, if you, if you think we're, we're being, uh, if you think we're being overly sensitive or something, I don't really care if you feel that way for, then just take away from this, that it's not scary. It's even without whatever, you know, why it's detrimental. It's not scary. No one's it's scared. Scary. It's cliche. Now too. It's cliche. Yeah. Like there were horror movies doing this like, like 60 years ago. Why, why are people still doing it? Like come up with something new. Like, try. Don't just... Ugh, it's so lazy. It's just like... Fuck. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. It, it falls on the... The horror genre suffers from 
repetition and cliche, and that is definitely among the things in it, um, along with you know slashers and all that other junk. Yeah, but usually yep. the slashers are also supposedly crazy as well. So. My, my 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 thing about something being scary, it's like yes, mental illness itself is scary, or not? Maybe what's the best way to put this? No one wants it. Like I like I don't want people to think it's like a beautiful thing because it's not. It's terrible. Um, but like people can deal with it. And the thing that bothers me more than anything, like we've said already, is just like when all of your media um, portrays mental illness in a certain way. Uh, people that don't have it will perceive it as that's must that must be what it's like. So regardless if people want to admit this or not, and I know a lot of people fight this, but it's an absolute fact. Um, no matter when you consume media, when you consume television, movies, games, novels, whatever, um, it can have it can passively influence your opinions on things, um, whether you want to admit it or not. Um, that's yeah. what free will or the lack thereof is. Um, your, your things are being painted for you in a way. So when people see, when they play Outlast, well, I mean, I'm trying to think of a movie or something more like that more people have seen, but I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. Um, but say someone plays Outlast and they're like, um, they don't, they might not necessarily literally think that people that with mental illness are going to eat your face, but they might perceive mental illness just passively as, oh, that's what, it's like, that's what it is. So when my friend says they have depression, that's not mental illness. They're just sad. Mental illness is this other thing um, that, you know, turns you into an axe wielder. But I don't even know if I'm there's There's a perfect term for, there's a perfect term for what you're describing. I, I learned it in college three years ago. I can't remember what it is, but you're right that, Despite what you may believe, even if you, let's say, you you play GTA, it's not going to make you, you know, a car stealer or a thief. But yeah, the like the onslaught of media, you consuming these things, they have a similar message, and it's probably going to be an ignorant message. It's I mean, which is perfectly fine. You can enjoy whatever the fuck you want. We all do. Mm-hmm. But still, it does have an effect on how you perceive things, whether you're aware of it or not, whether it's intentional and not. You even if it's you're aware of the biases, it might forgive you through constant exposure it exists mm-hmm. and with with a mental portrayal in games and movies there is going to be an implanted idea in your head that that is what this means that is what that means and it's going to influence you throughout your life a, a casual example of the thing we're talking about like i'm talking like a lot of scholars talk about this the whole idea is free will really a thing um right but but like the, just an example. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about in terms of mental illness. But like, say uh, you hang out with your friend a lot, and your friend says, you know, when you hang out with people, you like sometimes pick up their quirks, yes, yeah. or something. That's an example, and you don't even do it intentionally. Like um, an example. Well, well, let's say let's say your friend says "true dad" a lot. Um, I know that's ridiculous, but and it's very deliberate. But like. Yeah, yeah, for your friend, your friend. <laughs> so don't think too much about that. But like, say your person, your friend says "true dad" a lot, and then eventually you might start saying that without even thinking about it. 
yeah, or like inflections or whatever. Yeah, inflections. You might even start like chuckling like they do. It's it's really hard to it's it's all about the power of influence over your mind, and that's what we're talking about. It's not a hundred percent monkey see, monkey do thing when you consume media. Again, you're not gonna go out and start shooting everyone because you play Grand Theft Auto. Um, but it's that media has a powerful effect on people, and it it could like this is why it always bothers me when people say like uh, say you go to school for like an art degree. It's like oh that's a useless thing. It's like no like the power media is the most powerful thing in like the world. Like if you think about who you are as a person, the things that you consume, the music, the movies, whatever, that all helps shape who you are. It's not who yeah. you are, but it can help shape your personality. Um, it's constant it's, influences, and it makes yeah, yeah, which is really funny because there's this whole idea of what's a gamer or why why does the term gamer exist? And it's like oh, it's someone who plays video games, but at the same time, all these people deny that that they can't be influenced by uh, what's in the content of these things. It's like so you're defining yourself by something, but you say it has no influence over you at the same time. Like yeah, good, good job. You thought about that <laughs> a lot. Um, you thought you thought about that tons, didn't you? Um, but anyways, basically what we're saying is when you portray people's mental illness as murderers all the time, eventually it's going to it, – it is going to influence you to some degree. And when someone says, oh, or is told they have depression, they might not want to tell their friends and they yeah. might not want to talk about it because they'll be looked down upon or they – They'll be told that it's fine. You don't actually have a problem. That's just the med- the hospital exactly. trying, to, trying to get pill money out of you. I actually know. I actually yeah. knew people that said the say that they still think that that yeah. it's like oh it's, it's just it's just the the hospital trying to get money from you. It's like no. It's like yeah. I live in Canada. The medication costs nothing. So yeah, that's the, that's the most damaging thing out of this because of the prevalence of ignorance. It's just I see. I have a friend. Who, I'm not going to name names or anything like that. I've talked to him. He's he's having some serious problems right now, and it's just. He doesn't see this as a legitimate thing that is medical, and he just sees it as a problem with him and his personality. And that's the saddest thing for me to hear, because as someone that can relate to the depression and anxiety, it's just to him well, he's been influenced that this is not a a medical physical problem. It is just a fault that he has that has its only root in his personality, and that is extremely sad. And if you know someone like that, the best thing you just do talk to them, try to give them help, give them resources, and um, uh, just a shout-out, uh, there's this uh, organization called um, Take This, it's gaming-focused uh, depression and anxiety resource, uh, check that out, um, which I've used before, I've written one article on there. So I just feel like it is the ignorance that we were talking about that makes it worse for people who actually have that problem, because sometimes they do believe the ignorant information that's spread, mm-hmm. so they don't seek the help they need. They don't know that they need help. It's just, it's just, it's just awful. Well, you want to know, you want to know a good example. I remember Patrick Stewart. Um, he always, he always talks about um, uh, how awful his father was, and basically, an exa- This is a really old example, but it kind of mm-hmm. is what we're talking about. He basically his father fought in World War Two, I think it was. Yeah, it was World War Two, and um, he he had uh, post traumatic stress. But back then, post-traumatic stress didn't exist. They just called it shell shock. Mm-hmm. So when yeah. Patrick Stewart's dad would beat the shit out of his mother um, and do all this horrible stuff, beat him, like the doctors would just say, 
like oh it's because he just he he's just he's just shell shocked he'll get over it um he just needs to get over it but like at the time like they just dismissed it that said like post traumatic stress is a real thing um it's all that like it's a it's an actual science like the your your, your brain is all about chemicals and chemical imbalances that's why people take psychedelics so they can see you know, they can hallucinate or they can go on trips. It's all to do with influencing your brain and making certain things happen. Like a lot of, uh, a lot of like, like you know, one thing I, I'm not trying to go off topic with this, but like, you know, the whole legend of like when a demon is trying to possess you, it like sits yeah. on your chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know that is that in ancient times? People didn't know that that was sleep paralysis. Yeah. Um, like that's – if you have sleep paralysis and you hallucinate and you see – you're like – if you're not aware what sleep paralysis is, basically you'll wake up in the middle of the night and you won't be able to move your body and you'll – it's very likely that you'll hear or hallucinate very disturbing imagery. Um, I've never had one. Um, but to give you an example of how extreme it can be, a friend of mine had one and he said it, uh, he, it felt like – he woke up in the middle of the night. He could only look around, like you can't move your body at all. And he felt, he said it felt like there was someone laying beside him, like that feeling, like when you're in bed with someone and they're laying yeah. beside you, that like you can just feel the like indentation in the bed or whatever. Yeah. He said he felt like there was someone there, and they kept whispering his name in his ear. Um, like that's just your brain. And in ancient times, they used to think that was a demon was possessing you. Um, like the brain is a very complex, absurdly complex thing of tissue and chemicals. And so mental illness is born of that, those chemicals being disrupted. It could be a very traumatic event. It could just happen. It could be things you're consuming. It could, so many things could could it could be a result of, it could just be who knows what, but my point is, is that it's, it's as much as a science as you know, your the makeup of your body. If you have, if you have, you know, high cholesterol, that's because you're not consuming the right things. And that, you know, mental illness could have been the result of something in your life or something you have in your life is having a detrimental effect on you. I mean, or, and it could also just be random too. It could just happen. Yeah. But my, my point is, it's just like, you know, if you have a medical issue and someone like breaks your finger by slamming it in a car door, that could be because, you know, that that was a random thing. Exactly. You need to treat it. It's it's very. My point is is that it's it's not. It's as much mental illness is as as much a science and a a field as you know you know I don't know what you call looking into breaking bones, but it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I found the exact term. Um, well, not the exact term, but I found the theorist behind the idea that you were discussing earlier, where media does have an influence on you. Marshall McLuhan, I actually wrote an essay about this four years ago, so I'm sorry if I get some details wrong if you're an expert on this man and you're listening to this podcast. He wrote The Four Laws of, of the Media. And there's a quote here. Basically, his, he wrote this in terms of advertising and other media, but it applies to, to this as well, I believe. Yep. This, this is a quote. All media exists to invest our lives with artificial perceptions and arbitrary values. So, yes, it does, because like we were saying earlier, it's you're you're processing information, whether it be someone telling you something at school, your friend telling you something, or you watching fiction or or something just completely fabricated and that's wrong on TV. You're still absorbing that information and these perceptions of different people, and it, sometimes it's ignorant in the case of um, mental illness. Mm-hmm. And then we're 
what we're saying is just a lot of media <laughs> talks about this in the yeah. wrong way in well, like, horror gaming, definitely. Uh, marketing and advertising is like they they have there's a reason why like psychologists are hired on these big advertisement agencies because they're they're you know it's like the idea like an advertisement you know like you might have a bias towards you know pepsi because they marketed to you and it passively like influenced you like you could have gone to you could have gone to the store and you could have bought two you could have bought a Pepsi or something that tastes exactly like a Pepsi that's a no name brand. Why did you go with the Pepsi? Some people might say it tastes better. Um, but there's if it say you just put the Pepsi in both, it's the exact same thing. But you grab the one with the brand because the marketing like influenced you. It's like when you get up in the morning and you had tea before you had a shower. Why did you have tea before before you had a shower? Who knows why you did that? It, it, was that a choice of your own free will? You just did it. That's the thing. The whole idea that free will doesn't necessarily exist, and that's why perception in media is important because it can shape who you are and what you do and all that. And that's what we're saying right now is when yeah. someone makes a game where you're fighting crazy people, then yeah, we're kind of going kind of going in circles at this yeah. point. But it's but, important to it's because like a lot of people think when you talk about this, that you're talking about the Jack Thompson thing, where it's like if you play Counter-Strike or Grand Theft Auto, you're just going to go murder people. That's not how it works. Um, it's not a 100% correlation monkey see, monkey do thing. Um, it's just a... It, it has, media has influence on you. If, if a piece of media can make you cry, or can make you laugh, or can make you feel good, or make you feel sad... Like the idea that it it has no influence on you and on your personality is so like absurd and it, it like you you literally don't know what you're saying if you try and say that like oh I can just watch whatever and it does nothing to me it's not true mm-hmm. <laughs> whether you want to admit it or not it's not true all right to move on to um, some more games that we also discuss on the site that do handle mental illness um Hell uh Hellblade is a game coming out which I want to talk about because it's from Ninja Theory and they're they're tackling the subject of mental illness and horror in a horror action game. It's about a woman who's suffering from severe depression, and that sends her into a spiral. And I'm hoping it's done with tact. It, Ninja Theory has not exactly had amazing writing in their past games, so I'm kind of hesitant on seeing how they handle this. But apparently they're consulting with professionals and all that stuff, which is great if they tell a story that's actually going to inform people and fantasize that what mental illness is but in a way that is understandable for people to go wow i can understand that that's that's it's an exaggeration but i can understand how troubling it would be for somebody who has this then i think that'd be a really good idea um i don't know if you have you looked into hellblade much i don't really know much about it no uh basically the female protagonist i forget her name um she's the lead and her village is slaughtered, and she basically she's suffering from like PTSD and depression. And the game handles her depression through visual, not delusions, but it's very um, fantastical, like Pan's Labyrinth esque kind of thing, where this world exists to her. And I think that could be kind of interesting. Um, I guess we can relate that to something like Silent Hill 2, where tackles uh, mental illness but in a way that creates a world around these these issues and it's a lot of symbology is present and i feel like things that well there's more examples that go with the symbolism and um 
I'm trying to think of a good word here. I guess yeah, just symbolic representation of the trials and hassles people go through when they're suffering from these problems have been done have better have done better to represent mental illness than straight up direct this is this person has a problem and this is how we're gonna discuss it. Another thing that I would like to see more of is like if like did they specifically say with Hellblade that she has PTSD and depression? Like they specifically she has depression. said it. depression. Okay. Yeah. I'm not okay. sure about the PTSD part, but I'm assuming because her another, was killed. Yeah. Another part is it's important to say what the person has. Like Silent Hill 2 is pretty empathetic towards the Angela character, who obviously has some form mm-hmm. of mental illness, but right. like they still never say what it is. Um, they never out- overtly say, which I think is important too. Again, it's about representation because if you're vague about it, that's kind of I feel like that's kind of skirting. Uh, it's like having your cake and eating it too it's like you don't want to be direct because you don't want to take uh ownership if something is bad but at the same time you get praise if you do it well so it's just kind of like just just say what they have (laughs) um uh, that would be my thoughts anyways um because even even in when we're talking about like the shitty like outlast like depictions like they never say what those people have it's just oh they they, you know, like you're walking through one of the wards and like they're just, they're all just look like people that, they look like zombies. Yeah, it's cookie uh, cutter, oh, be afraid of this crazy person. And this, there's also the, that thing to mention where schizophrenia is completely misunderstood and misrepresented in uh, most media today. Like, Oh yeah, yeah. maybe that's probably the worst one. Because a lot of people think, literally think multiple personality disorder and schizophrenia is the exact same thing. Yeah, um, absolutely. They're, they're categorically different things. They're a hundred percent different things. Um, like even like even big Hollywood movies. Like I don't know if you remember this movie, but there was a Jim Carrey comedy called Me Myself and Irene. Yeah, and it was he had two personalities, like two different people, mm-hmm. but they called him a schizo. Yeah, they did. First of all, schizo is a fucking horrible term. And you should be fucking ashamed if you use that term. Um, but uh, it, it's literally two different things, and that was a huge Hollywood movie. Um, so yeah, people. I don't know why there's this perception that those are two different things, or that they're sorry. I don't know why there's this perception that those are the exact same thing. But yes, schizophrenia is probably one that I think it's just like this like fetishized thing. Like yeah, this, it's, the, it's a this good like, word to use. They see it as like, oh, this like, word sounds like this word evokes fear and also evokes the idea of someone being mad. It's also yes. it's also this this fetishized thing that like, man, wouldn't it be crazy if there was two people in one body? Um, like it's it's not how it is. Uh, it's it's so shitty. Like this stuff really pisses me off. Um, the just everything we're talking about like this whole like, like just just show a little respect for fuck's sakes yeah it's a very sensitive subject and we both have personal ties to it and if anyone's listening and whether you suffer from it yourself or you know someone who might just be suffering from it or not at all you just don't really have much familiarity with mental illness and representation of it in media just you know if you're playing something no, we're not saying don't like the within don't like outlast you can, yeah, you yeah. can like what you want but just consider what those kind of things tell you, well, how they represent a class of people who are just suffering from a legitimate medical problem and need help as opposed to being demonized into these monsters for the sake of entertainment. I mean, you can have fun with the game. 
perfectly. I, I loved Outlast. It was a really well-made game, but it had issues with that. It's it's it does that exact same tired trope, and it's it's awful. It's really bad for the cause of awareness and mental illness. Mm-hmm. But what we're pretty much asking for is just in horror, in media in general, it's just been a topic that's been poorly poorly discussed. It's it ill informs people, and it would be nice to. It wouldn't even be nice to just see it represented better, but it would be it would produce better results if people go above and beyond with how they tell their stories and how they try to scare players or how they try to represent a common, very common problem. Mm-hmm. Especially me as a horror fan, I prefer horror that leans in the psychological horror direction. And Outlast, I'm sorry, you're not psychological horror. There's nothing psychological about it besides what you say your enemies have as symptoms or have as disorders. Mm-hmm. I want... Yeah things that actually touch upon the subjects in subtle or symbolic ways and also, like I was saying earlier with Silent Hill 2, or maybe Hellblade if that's done well, it tells people, it gives them an idea about the process of uh, what people with anxiety or depression go through in a way that is palatable and entertaining but informative. Here's, here's, a, good way, here's a good way to tie everything together. If, if a game lets you play as someone that say they're bipolar and you like literally get to see the world through their eyes this is the power of media um then maybe you can actually come to understand it because you can see the world through a different set of shoes as they say or but that's not how the saying goes whatever um it's you could maybe come to gain a newfound empathy if you understand what someone with you know the ocd or by or bipolar or anxiety or depression or whatever if you play as them and you see the world through their eyes um that goes for any sort of representation whether it's people of color or um lgbtq or women or whatever it's like it's important for those that representation to be there and you can educate yourself by seeing again seeing the world through a different set of eyes but if you if you if you take someone and you take their problems and you turn it literally into a monster. Yeah, that, that's not good. <laughs> you know, like, mental illness is scary. No one will ever say it's not scary. Anyone that has it will tell you it's terrible. Like, that's something, like, I, I want to stress. It's, it's the, There's nothing, you know, when you feel anxiety, it's not like it's this beautiful, misunderstood thing. No, it sucks a lot. It is um, the worst. It is the worst game ever made. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, it's... But the important thing is to learn empathy, and maybe you can, you know... Because the worst thing that comes of this is that people remain ignorant of it, and then people that have it they don't realize they have a problem, and they don't get help, and it gets really bad, and who and they can end in so many different ways, and people don't learn from these things. Like, if someone commit, takes their own life because they have depression, um, people don't... People just don't understand... Don't take the time to understand why that person took their life. Um, uh, Because, like, some days you can wake up, and I don't have depression, so I shouldn't really be speaking on this, but, like, with anxiety, like, there's been people that I've known that, like, that just one day they woke up, and they decided, they didn't decide, they're just like, I am not going to live anymore, and now they are not here anymore. And maybe if people had more empathy, and maybe if media didn't try to tell you that this person doesn't actually have mental illness because mental illness is this thing that turns you into tyrant from Resident Evil. Um, then maybe they could have gotten help. 
So that would be what I want to say is try to understand. And if you're a developer, even if you don't agree with anything we said today, you know, do something different. You know, yeah. like nothing. For the like, sake of uh, the good games, do something different. Get away from those tropes. Because it's literally not scary at all. Like those tropes have existed forever. So that that would be an important thing to, for everyone to take away from this today is just try to learn empathy. And if you want to talk about mental illness, talk to people with mental illness um, and be empathetic. And yeah, get some empathy for, you know, it's, yeah, empathy. It's yep, good. That, that's, that's the, that was well said. That's the theme. Empathy is good whether you're a developer, a person, just, you know, care mm-hmm. about other people care about how the world how you affect the world with whatever you create or say yeah make a horror yeah. game make a horror game about ghosts ghosts are always scary yeah <laughs> we need some more we need some good like the babadook i want babadook stuff it's creepy the the you know like not, they like they, they never make good horror games about ghosts really like there's like fatal frame but like that's there's not many of them like the scary, one of the scariest things I've ever seen in media was the first Paranormal Activity movie, and I know some people are gonna cringe, but like, fuck, like when that like Katie gets like dragged out of her bed by like invisible force, that's like my worst nightmare. Yeah, and, like those those films have some good points. So like the first, I guess the first one or the third one, but that's all. Anyway, so let's not go off on that <laughs> tangent. So yeah, that's that's really all I have to say on the subject. Yep. So yeah, I think that's about it. it was, I know you guys typically expect pure comedy out of us but no we had to touch on this this is a very important subject for all of us um and if you care about the horror genre you should consider it we'll get some better things out of it if we all give a shit about this so uh thank you for listening um you can follow me on twitter at arsenic13 i would ask that you check out our steam group we have one of those uh go to the website of course facebook page all our social media thingies and yeah that's about it for me uh you can follow me at at levito on twitter that's at l-e-v-i-t-0 that's it. They can also find your podcast. Well, I wasn't going to advertise all the rest of that. Uh, yeah, I have an RPG podcast called S-Link FM, and you can listen to that. Yeah, check out his RPG podcast about all the role-playing. Mm-hmm. Game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, see you, people. Good night, everyone. What if they listen to this in the morning? <laughs>